Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. With the NFL's franchise tag window opening on Tuesday, it leads us with one question on today's show. Should the Tennessee Titans use that franchise tag? I'll explain why, I'll explain why not, and we'll talk about the future of the Titans' edge rusher position. All of that on a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it is a Wednesday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Should the Tennessee Titans franchise tag Harold Landry? I'm going to answer that question, go through all the information that you need to know, and talk about the financial future of the Tennessee Titans edge rusher position. Before we get into all that, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked on Titans podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. I am going to be putting out daily Monday through Friday Tennessee Titans content all year long. Make sure you check out the Locked on Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe over there. Smash that notification bell. Smash that like button if you're watching on YouTube right now. Check me out on social media at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter and at Locked on Titans pod on Facebook. But the question is simple. As I said, should the Titans use the franchise tag on Harold Landry? Well, the answer is only if they have to. So the franchise tag window in the NFL opened on Tuesday, and it goes until March the 8th. That's how long teams have to decide what they're going to do with that franchise tag. Now, I know it's a pretty common term, but if you don't know, the franchise tag is a one-year deal for an impending free agent that takes the average of the top five salaries at that position and gives it to the player as a one-year deal. So, for example, if the Titans were to use the franchise tag on Harold Landry, the top five average salaries come to $17.5 million for a linebacker or $20 million for a defensive end. Now, those figures can vary by a million or less depending on what financial website you go to. Me, I was using over the cap. Over the cap has the franchise tag value on a linebacker at 17.5. You may be asking yourself, why would Landry be a linebacker? Well, the reality is he is a linebacker. He's not a hand-in-the-dirt defensive end that's on the line of scrimmage every single play. A lot of the time, Harold Landry is playing as a second-level off-ball linebacker in the Titans' 4-3 alignments. He'll even line up over the slot at certain times, depending on the defensive alignment. So I would consider Harold Landry a linebacker. I think there's really what it comes down to is if you want to argue in court what position you are, which players in the past have done, like tight ends and wide receivers, linebackers and defensive ends have done this. But a lot of evidence points to Harold Landry being a linebacker. So let's work with the $17.5 million figure. That would be the franchise tag. Here's the reality. You cannot let Harold Landry go. You simply can't. The Titans cannot afford it. They cannot allow it for what their defense has. So if you don't get a long-term deal done with Harold Landry by March the 8th, then you go ahead and place the tag on him. Now, Why would the Titans do that? Well, we're just going to go back a couple of years to how the Titans handled Derrick Henry. 
The Titans slap the franchise tag on Derrick Henry, and then by the start of training camp, they were able to hammer out a new long-term deal. That has to be the formula if the Titans can't get a long-term deal done with Harold Landry before March 8th. I think they should. I think that it's possible. I think that's what could and should happen. The Titans need to lock down Harold Landry on a long-term four-year deal. But if for some reason they don't, that is when that franchise tag has to come into play. And now, I'll be honest. There are issues with doing that route, putting the franchise tag on a player with the intent to restructure later. The problem with or the problem with that is you're going to have that $17.5 million cap hit on your sheet while you go through free agency. So it would behoove the Titans to get a long-term deal done that has a low cap hit in 2022 so that Harold Landry's franchise tag doesn't compromise their flexibility in free agency. Now, having that flexibility in free agency would not deter me from franchise tagging Harold Landry. I think getting Landry back in the fold is much more important than any free agent signing that the Titans are going to make this offseason. So do whatever it takes to get Harold Landry back in the fold for the Titans. Here's my just my reasoning here, quickly. And we're going to talk about Harold Landry as an individual player. But since John Robinson took over for the Titans before the 2016 season, the Titans have been searching for a consistent pass rush. It has been a missing key the entire time. They finally, they finally produce a good pass rush. I'm dying here, guys. You see this hair just in my face nonstop? Jeez, man, killing me out here. But the Titans finally put together a competent pass rush with four dudes who complement each other. And you want to get rid of the young stud edge rusher? that had the most sacks on the team, the Titans finally get a good pass rush, and you want to blow it up by letting Harold Landry go? That doesn't make any sense to me, and that's why I have been very, very confident and spoke with conviction when I say Harold Landry will be a Tennessee Titan in 2022. I refuse to believe anything else. I simply don't believe that. So, with that in mind, if you can't get the long-term deal done, then you place the franchise tag on Landry for 17 and a half, and you try to negotiate a long-term deal before the start of training camp. That is the path that they can go, but realistically, like I'm saying, I think the Titans get a long-term four-year deal done with Harold Landry prior to needing to place the tag on him on March 8th. So that's the figures behind the franchise tag. That's the only player I could see the Titans using the franchise tag on. That's the path that they would take if they have to do that. I'm hoping that they don't, but it is within the realm of possibility. Now, what I want to talk about next is Harold Landry as a player and why he deserves the long-term deal and why if you don't get the long-term deal done with him, you have to franchise tag him and make sure that he doesn't walk in free agency. Before we get into that, I do want to tell you guys about betonline.net. Football season might be over, but basketball season is in full swing in both pro and college hoops. For all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, make sure you go to betonline.net. Betonline.net is the number one spot 
for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, news, and updates this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds. They even have Olympic coverage and information. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends and the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Titans fans, let's continue this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We're going to continue talking about Harold Landry, why he's so important to the team. I just talked about the franchise tag aspects of his situation and scenario, but now I want to talk about Harold Landry in general, and I'm going to use some comparisons here, and I want to give a big shout out to ESPN's Teron Davenport, ESPN's beat writer for the Titans. I talked to Teron on Tuesday, exchanged some DMs about what the Titans should do with Harold Landry, what options they have. We talked about that franchise tag option, and um, Teron seems to be on board with me. I, I told him, hey, off the record, give me your thoughts. He said, I'll give it to you on the record. The Titans need to lock Harold Landry up long term. And I agree with them 100%. What I want to do is, to continue giving some credit to Teron, I want to point to an article that he wrote recently about Harold Landry and the Titans situation with him becoming a free agent. Go check out that article on ESPN by Teron Davenport. Check it out on his Twitter account as well. He does great work following the Titans and covering the Titans as an actual in-house beat reporter. So um, in-house for, you know, in terms of he's going to the press conferences, he's in the building every day, things like that. But Toronto's great work, no surprise here. Big shout out to him for some of the information that he dropped in that article. But I want to go into it because I don't mean to create this, uh, you know, this this back and forth, this one or the other, this one or two choice, yes or no situation between two guys. But the reality is when you're trying to allocate resources on a roster, these conversations and these decisions have to be made. Okay? And what I'm going to let you guys know up front is give me Harold Landry over Bud Dupree. It's not even close. It's not even close. And I don't understand Titans fans who are on social media saying that they would rather have Bud Dupree over Harold Landry. Just makes no sense to me whatsoever. So let's talk about why I feel so strongly about that. Number one, Bud Dupree's first six seasons in the league with Pittsburgh. 39 and a half sacks. Harold Landry's first four seasons, 31 sacks. Harold Landry only had eight and a half less sacks than Bud Dupree. And Bud Dupree played two more seasons? Now, it's not all about sacks, and it's not all about stats. And the thing about Bud Dupree is he did make the Titans' defense better when he played. This is not me saying that Bud Dupree is a bad player. That's silly. That's nonsense. Bud Dupree is a good player. He's a pretty good player. But, as I mentioned on a show late last week or earlier this week, Bud Dupree is an accent that makes other people better. He is a tree in the front yard in front of your mansion that really makes the property pop. He is a garnish on a good dish. He's the parsley on top of a nice pork chop meal. Okay? He is what makes everybody else look a little bit better. But he is not the primary source of the production. He is an elevator, not the source itself. You have a great big man in basketball. You have a fantastic big man. Well, you need a good point guard 
to be able to give him pass entry uh, post-entry passes, to run the pick and roll with him and set him up for easy baskets. Nobody is confusing Drew Holiday and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, Drew Holiday can get him some good shots through the pick and roll. But Giannis is the stud that you keep around. What people are arguing on the internet is that Bud Dupree should get paid more and is more valuable than Harold Landry, despite the fact that Bud Dupree is the guy that makes everybody else better. But the core is Simmons and Landry. You put guys around Simmons and Landry to make them better. Again, Bud Dupree is a good point guard. He gets guys in the right spots. He elevates the talent that's already there. But he is not the number one most talented guy. That is Jeffrey Simmons. That's Harold Landry. You don't pay more for the garnish than you do the meal. You don't pay more for the tree in the front yard than you do the house itself. Yes, Bud Dupree makes everybody better. Yes, Bud Dupree is a good player. But he's not more impactful or more important than Simmons and Landry. And here's what it really comes down to. You are going to find it easier to replace Bud Dupree than you are to replace what Harold Landry does. Not outside of all that. The numbers, the tape, all says that Harold Landry is a more important player than Bud Dupree to the Titans. Not only that, but Harold Landry is incredibly durable. Played 89.5% of the snaps for the Titans defense. He's missed one game in his entire career. So now talk about durability. I just gave you those stats on the durability of Harold Landry. You want to look at Bud Dupree? Bud Dupree's durability here? Uh, Bud Dupree has played in 92 of the possible 113 games of his career. Harold Landry's played 64 or 65. So you get a more productive player. You get a more durable player. You get a younger player. Now, let's do this. You want to talk about versatility. Okay? Bud Dupree, when he plays for the Titans, rushes the passer. He'll stop the run. He does a little bit of dropping into coverage. A little bit here and there. Harold Landry dropped into coverage over 160 times last year. He dropped into coverage over 120 times in 2020. So, Harold Landry is a far more versatile player schematically as well. How many times did Harold Landry play second-level linebacker when the Titans were lined up in a 4-3? How many times did Bud Dupree do it? Never. But Landry gives them that versatility that allows them to be more multiple with their schemes, more multiple with their fronts, younger, more productive, more versatile, more durable. And you guys want to pay the other guy more money? Instead of the homegrown guy who's more durable, more productive, more versatile, younger. You want the other guy who just got here last year? Who got you three sacks and played in ten games? I mean, it it doesn't make any logical sense. Back to the point that the Titans finally got a good pass rush. And you want to ruin it. Here's some John Robinson additions at pass rush and free agency. Eric Walden. One year, four sacks. Cam Wake, one year, two and a half sacks. Jadavian Clowney, one year, zero sacks. Vic Beasley, five games, zero sacks. The Titans finally got a homegrown pass rusher 
who's gotten better every year, done exactly what the team asked for him, gives you the versatility in your front seven, gives you production, has gotten better every single year, and you want to let him walk to keep Bud Dupree? Bud Dupree has been the fourth best pass rusher on his team every year of his career. In Pittsburgh, he was Stephon Tuitt, Cam Hayward, TJ Watt. Even if you want to say he's third best, okay, he's third best. In Tennessee last year, he was definitely the fourth best pass rusher, fourth most productive, fourth most impactful. And you want to pay that guy $20 million, but let Harold Landry walk over $18 million? It's insanity. It is insanity. Look at the versatility here. Look at the versatility. Harold Landry in run defense, his pro football focus grade. 62, 67, 75, 50. His rookie season was his lowest. Bud Dupree, run defense. 50.4 last year. 63.4, 75, 65, 53, 61, 45. The only year that Bud Dupree had a better run defense grade than Harold Landry was Harold Landry's rookie season. When he was a rookie. Look at coverage. Harold Landry, 67 pay, uh, pro football focus grade in coverage. 52, 55, 85. Look at Bud Dupree. 67, 40, 50.5. 67, 55.6, 62.7, 59.1. Bud Dupree has never posted a coverage grade better than Harold Landry in his entire career. Now you want to get into some of the raw stats. Harold Landry in 64 games. Has 256 tackles. Bud Dupree in 92 has 248. Landry has more tackles and he's played three less seasons. 41 tackles for loss for Landry. 56 tackles for loss for Bud Dupree. 31 sacks for Harold Landry. 42 and a half sacks for Bud Dupree. Bud du- or Harold Landry might catch Bud Dupree next year. In less seasons. Back to the durability. Bud Dupree, 92 games out of 113. Harold Landry, 64 out of 65. Like, there is no logical explanation for people wanting Bud Dupree over Harold Landry. There's just none. It doesn't make sense. Now, this is where you go. Okay, Tyler. So, we're getting rid of Bud Dupree? That's not possible. You're right enough. It's not possible, but look forward. Look forward. Look at the money, and we're going to get into the money to cap off today's show. Before we get into it, though, do want to tell you guys a little bit more about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving online parts customers for over 20 years. Why would you spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the same parts from a chain auto parts store or a car dealership when you could get the discounted rate on rockauto.com. Everybody knows now that shopping online is a way to cut out the middleman and get the best price possible. Apply that philosophy to your auto parts needs. It's cut and dry. It's simple. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Titans fans, let's cap off this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast by discussing the financial future 
of the Tennessee Titans edge rusher position. I talked to you guys about Harold Landry and the franchise tag implications to start the show. Then we got into a conversation Unfortunately, about the more valuable edge rusher between Harold Landry and Bud Dupree, and Harold Landry wins in a landslide. It's not even close. Bud Dupree makes everybody better. Well, the guys that are already there are the people that he's making better, and they're the more important people. Bud Dupree's a garnish. Bud Dupree is a tree in the front yard. He's a cosmetic. A good one at that. People are mistaking what I'm saying as saying that Bud Dupree isn't a good player. Bud Dupree is a fine player. He's When he's healthy, when he actually plays, he's pretty good. He is pretty good. But he's not worth $20 million cap hit this year, and he sure as heck ain't worth a $20 million cap hit next year. So, let's go over that. All right? Everybody's worried about the money. You can't pay Harold Landry and Bud Dupree and Jeffrey Simmons. You can't pay them all. You can't, blah, blah, blah. Yes, you can. And here's how. Here's how you navigate the whole situation. You pay Harold Landry his money this year, 18 to $20 million average. You set it up with a low cap hit in 2022, just like they did with Bud Dupree last offseason. Same situation, same setup. Fine. Okay. So from there, Jeff Simmons can get a contract extension this offseason. It's not going to kick in until next year. He's still going to finish out his fourth and final year of his rookie contract before his extension kicks in. So you don't have to worry about paying Harold Landry and Jeff Simmons and Bud Dupree this year. Well, what about next year? Okay. Next year, Harold Landry's cap hit's probably going to go up a little bit to what around his contract is, about $16-18 Jeffrey Simmons' contract kick in. But, Bud Dupree's dead money is $9 million next offseason, and his cap hit is $20 million. So it's simple. You cut Bud Dupree and you save $11 million. Duh! Yes, I agree. You can only pay two big-time rushers on your defensive line at one time. That's really the only smart way to do it. But they're only going to have to pay two. This year, it can be... Landry and Dupree. Next year, it'll be Simmons and Landry. And here's what it comes down to. I said it earlier in the show. It is going to be easier to find somebody. And let me just say this. Let me just say this. Harold Landry put up the numbers that we have discussed with garbage around him as pass rushers. I mean, look at the Titans' pass rush in 2020. It was awful. It was historically bad for a playoff team. And we're going to blame Harold Landry for not having incredible production? Yes, you need competent rushers around you to be your best self. Duh, nobody's disputing that. But you don't have to pay the fourth best rusher on the team $20 million in cap hit. You don't. You can get a competent edge rusher to play that fourth role Everybody talks about he elevates people around him. You know why Bud Dupree elevates the people around him? Because he's a competent NFL starter around three studs. That's how it was in Pittsburgh, and that's how it was in Tennessee last year. Three guys who are balling out, 
And yeah, you put a fourth competent guy there, it's going to make everybody better. It's the same analogy I said. It's a good point guard. The point guard is going to put everybody in position, get them open shots, get everything set up. Let me give you another example. Everybody knows I'm a Lakers fan. Alex Caruso, when he played next to LeBron James and Anthony Davis, the net rating for that three group of people was through the roof. When you put any other third person in that equation, the net rating went way down, even with LeBron and Anthony Davis on on the floor. Nobody is going to say that Alex Caruso is more important than LeBron and Anthony Davis. But yeah, he elevated them when he was on the floor. There's no argument against it. Alex Caruso made Anthony Davis and LeBron James better. There is no argument against it. Bud Dupree made the Titans' defense better. Just like Jadavian Clowney did in 2020. When Clowney was on the field, the Titans' defense was better. But that doesn't mean that you put the cart in front of the horse and pay Alex Caruso more than you pay Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Because you know where the bread is buttered. And it's easier to replace an Alex Caruso who is competent enough to elevate people than it is to replace LeBron and Anthony Davis. Simmons and Landry are the LeBron and Anthony Davis here. Bud Dupree is the Alex Caruso. So while that player has tremendous value and can elevate those around him, he is not the core of what makes it successful. He is an addition. He is a cosmetic. So it's simple to me. Like I said, the financial future of the edge rusher position. I talked about this on Mock Draft Monday. I'm starting to come around to the idea of taking an edge rusher relatively high. Because the smart thing to do is to pay Harold Landry, whether that be a long-term deal or a franchise tag, and cut Bud Dupree next year and give that big-time money to Simmons and Landry, your homegrown talent who has done exactly what's asked, who give the team everything they got, who are on the field all the time and are always productive. It's really, really simple. It's really that simple. Harold Landry has the most sacks of anybody in his draft class. As a second-round pick, he's always healthy. He's always productive. He does everything in the Titans' defense and allows them to have that front multiplicity. Harold Landry is the key to the scheme of the front seven of the Titans. He is the one who can play stand-up linebacker while also put his hand in the dirt. He can drop into coverage while also rush. He can play against the run. I mean, outside of Bayard and Simmons, Landry is the most important player on the defense, not Bud Dupree. So, I know that I've expressed a lot of energy, a lot of passion, and just very feisty on today's show, but it is completely asinine to me that you have Tennessee Titans fans online arguing that Bud Dupree is the guy who deserves the money more. Insanity. Insanity. Maybe that's why my hair is going nuts today. Because my head is on fire. Oh, God. So I'm, now, I gotta say this, some minority, some of you people just kill me, man. You just kill me. Just kill me. 
Anyways, that's going to do it for me today. Hopefully, we get some clarity on some things going forward. Uh, do want to mention here, the Titans did sign a futures contract with Josh Malone, who's a former UT wide receiver. I don't care about Tennessee Vols football in any way, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that. A futures contract simply means he's invited to training camp. So, Josh Malone, there you go. Armani Bledsoe, uh, Armani Bledsoe got suspended six games for PED, the former Titans defensive lineman. So, there's some news items for you guys as well. But that's going to do it for me today, though, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.